power of no is more powerful than the yes. And that looks like saying no to things, whether it's your friend saying, oh, can't go to the party. Whether it's, do you want this drink of alcohol? No. Do you want to go party? No. Do you want to do this? No. Obsess over the smallest details because when you start leaving stones unturned, then you're being okay with not not going through certain aspects. Then how can you expect to become the best in the world at whatever you want to do? It's not possible because there's someone, as I said, there's someone doing more than you, and that person is not leaving things up to chance. They're failing more than you, and they've already learned two months ago the best way of doing it. While you're still there, doing the same thing over and over again, or oh, by this time you probably just stopped. They're ahead, and they've been doing that for a long, long time. Therefore, they're going to be ahead of you. They don't leave things to chance. Align with your values every single day. The Sculpted Podcast, the local, the three pillars, professionalism, dedication, and effort. Those are my three pillars. You need to align with your three pillars every single day. Do us a quick favor, guys. Hit the follow subscribe button. Share this with someone who would benefit from it. And help us grow, as the more we grow, the better the episodes we get. Thanks, guys, for helping us. And let's get into the episode. And he's here, he is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome, wherever you are, to the Old Trafford Theatre. Yes, guys, welcome back to the Sculpted Podcast. Today, we're going through 100 habits that you can incorporate into your life every single day to start sculpting yourself. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to go through a hundred different habits that I've written down and I'll go through the reasoning why you can incorporate them, how you can incorporate them and also just going through uh, the reasons of how they can sculpt yourself every day basically because something that I've noticed is that even on my worst days it's still probably better than some of your best or let's say all of your best because I have these habits that I just do unintentionally sometimes because they're there they're so pre-established in my in my lifestyle in my routine I don't typically have a routine because with being in a professional football environment you don't really have the ability to have a routine because things can change so quickly but through my routine and through my daily havoc I have habits and these are things that are really fundamental to improving, to refining, and to sculpting. So what I'm going to be doing, as said, is going through these habits and giving reasoning to how you can start incorporate them, giving reasoning to how you can start utilizing them to get the most out of every single day. And to get started, just straight into it, and just to clear up, sorry, uh, Obviously, it's just me, myself today, and that's because Val and Ash are a bit busy, so it's just going to be me today, but we'll try and get through this as quickly as possible, uh, although 100 different habits themselves is quite a lot, and it might take me a few seconds or a few minutes to get through every single one, but we'll get we'll get straight into it. So, number one is wake up early and starting your day with intention. I think that this is a massive one. It's something that I really was very very good at and at the moment I, I can't be as good at it because I have training uh, it's a delayed training session so it's an 11 a.m training session for me so if I had a 7 a.m training session for me that's perfect but what I do is I have breakfast and then go to training so my intention is delayed by 40 minutes Waking up early and starting your day with intention. Today, first thing I did, record this podcast. It's still 6am here. So, that's a good example. Uh, waking up and waking up early, I think... A, lo- a lot of people wake up early because they see it as getting, you know, the advantage on their competitors. I used to also have that mindset, and I still do have that mindset to a degree because it does take discipline rather than sleeping in. But we are all awake for the same amount of time. That's the thing. What you do with your 24 hours and what Ronaldo does with his 24 hours, there is going to be a difference in that. It's not the time of which they wake up. It's what they do within the time that they're awake. So, therefore, the waking up time doesn't always matter. 
Although I do personally like waking up better for two reasons. Oh, waking up early, sorry, for two reasons. Because it does kind of give you a feeling that you're ahead. And also, it, it does have that little bit of discipline where you have to go early to bed the night before. And then you have to wake up on that first alarm. That's number one. Okay. Number two is writing gratitude. And this is something that people do in their journals. I tried it for a while. Uh, to be honest, it didn't serve me too well. For others, it might. And I, the reason why I didn't feel like it served me too well is because there was two reasons. I felt like on some days, I was kind of searching for some things. Of, of course, there's going to be things that you're going to be grateful for whenever, but you might start repeating things. For me, I didn't really feel like that was the best thing for me. I also did it on Whoop, where I was, sorry, I was writing it in my journal, but on Whoop, I was tracking it. And typically on Whoop, I think there's like a plus 2% recovery for people who track gratitude. For me, I actually had a negative one, which is probably just a coincidence, but it also means that I didn't have a positive impact. So for me, I, I prefer to be more grateful in the moment. Uh, number three, set specific goals and create actionable plans to achieve them. I think setting specific daily goals is very important. If you have the sculpted journal, you would know how reinforcing the goals and setting goals for that next day is and how reflecting on those goals every single day. I mean, I see goals as a million little goals within the big goal, basically. So for me, my goal is to play professional football at the highest level, to become the best footballer in the world. That's my goal. But every single day, I've got these little goals that I'm working on. And that's what creates a big picture. Uh, the next one is creating routines. So that could be a morning routine. So from when you wake up or a bedtime routine or even a lunch routine, something where you can have structure and plan. <clears throat> Sorry. As I mentioned just before, I don't have anything set in the morning. This is because there's two reasons. The inconsistency of my morning. So training can be at 10 a.m. It could be at 11 a.m. Um, specifically, I actually leave always at 7.40, 7.30 a.m. around this time to go to training um, because I like to be there early. But still, I don't have a morning routine, but I do have a night routine. Um, I've previously had morning routines I've had night routines, all of this, but my night routine is structured so that I wind down, I get enough sleep, I go through a few little habits that make sure that I'm better off, I learn, things like this. Okay, number five is reading. So every day, I like to just go through a few pages of a book, whether it's Relentless, currently I'm going through the Wim Hof breathing method, uh, which was recommended to me by Val. I think that Reading is very, very important for education, but I also use reading to actually just wind down. So my recovery score is boosted quite a lot when I read. Uh, another thing that you could, yeah, I think reading actually alongside wearing blue blocking glasses, I've had my blue blocking glasses for about a year. I actually haven't seen a increase in my recovery score, but I do feel a notable, noticeable difference. Yeah, I think pairing your blue light blocking glasses with reading is pretty good because then you're probably, before you go to actual sleep, you're probably an hour without technology. So that's that's a good way of doing it. So for me, my night routine, just going back into the one before, is I have my few habits that I tick off and then I go on my journal for 30 minutes and then I read for 30 minutes. So I probably haven't touched technology for 30 minutes. Uh, sorry, for an hour, which is ideal for sleep. Even longer, actually, is ideal for sleep. But I also have my blue light blocking glasses on during that time prior. Okay, the next one is number six. Exercising. So I think that that ties in with training. So making sure that you are doing your training every single day. You can't skip training. Like, seriously, it's... Obviously, if you've listen to the Sculptor podcast for some time, you would have known my opinions about rest days and whatnot. So this isn't incorporating that seventh day of the week. But for those six days of the week, you have to be training. And you have to be training more than anyone else. Because how are you going to be at the top? How do you want to get to the top when you're doing less than everyone else? There's going to be someone out there who's doing more than you. And that guy is probably me. And if there's someone doing more than me, then I am going to push myself to be more efficient. Because I've 
reached the physical kind of pinnacle of football where I can do as much as I can without getting injured, I feel like I've gotten there. So now for me, it's how can I make my time more efficient? As I was saying before, everyone's got the same hours in the day. Ronaldo's got 24 hours. You've got 24 hours. But what's he doing with his 24 hours? And what are you doing with your 24 hours? Well, he's much more efficient with with his hours spent. So how do I become more efficient with my time? That's what you need to work on. So training every single day, multiple times a day as well. You don't just train once, all right? There's people doing more than you. Sure, if sure, okay. If you're listening to this and you're not training to become the best, or if you're just doing physical exercise to, let's say, be healthier, sure, your goal is different to mine. But if you are trying to become the best athlete in whatever area, you have to be doing more than anyone else. And if you're doing the maximum, then you have to be doing it more efficiently than them. All right, number seven. So prioritizing your recovery which goes in with eating nutritiously it goes with getting enough sleep it goes with drinking enough water those are pretty self-explanatory and yeah a lot of people don't do the basics right i won't do the basics right sometimes but trying to make sure that you do the basics right whether it's drinking your water whether it's eating the right foods Things like this. Start small. That will compound. You'll get momentum. You'll start being on the flywheel. You'll see progress. All right. Number eight. So I think that journaling is very important, not just for tracking progress, but also tracking self-awareness. I think that that's a big one. Um... I really do think that my journal, which is available for you guys as well, it's really designed to create self-awareness, to create that action, to create all this attention towards the areas of which you can improve. I think that's very important. And seeing that daily progression is very key. And it's really allowing you to leave no stone on terms. So number eight is journaling. Number nine is breathing exercises. So as I mentioned, I'm currently reading uh, the Wim Hof breathing method and I'm learning more about it. And me, I've actually been doing a box breathing for, I honestly don't know how long. I think it would be over two years now. So before I go to bed, I do five seconds in, five seconds out for three minutes. That's all I do every single day. Now, I found that that was the best way of keeping it consistent for me just because it helped me sleep better. And also, I never really found the time throughout my day to set aside 15 minutes to meditate. I tried it, but I will, I wasn't able to stick to it because I just felt like it was a disruptor in my, my day. It's like napping. I don't nap. I'm going to try and test it out again next month. But at the moment... I don't find napping as beneficial because it just disrupts my momentum. And that's the same with meditation, honestly, for me. So I found that my breathing practices were best in in the evening before I go to sleep. Find out when your best time to do breathing practices are. And this is actually, breathing practices aren't just for mindfulness. Yes, that's also very important to be able to control and just observe your thoughts for being thoughts. But breathing exercises actually are very beneficial to your health in general it improved my hrv quite substantially i believe when i was first doing it and you are able to train your recovery through breathing practices okay number 10 is resting during the day so if you look at me throughout the day i am constantly pretty much just relaxing after training or in between training sessions. So that looks like in the morning. So let's say I'll take you through a normal day for me. Right? Let's say training is at 10 a.m. I'm at training at 7.30. Okay. From that time to 9 a.m. I believe it is. Off the top of my head. I'm in the gym. I do my workout there. And then I do my stretching routine. And then I'm at training. And I do whatever I need to do before training. And then 10 a.m. training to let's say midday to 12 
I do my extras, 12 to 1, 1 p.m., I'm back home. And then I'm doing absolutely nothing for the rest of the day because I've gotten in my three training sessions plus my extras. So I'm done. Okay, let's say I'm not doing my extras after training and I'm doing them in the evening, which also happens. Um, then throughout that four hours, five hours that I am not training, I do nothing physically wise. I'm just literally either lying on my bed or sitting here and I'm doing nothing. As a footballer, your neat, which is your, I'm going to be wrong here. It's non energetic um yeah i i was listening to it yesterday i can't even remember but your neat is your basically your calories from doing doing active things so whether it's walking walking around your apartment going to the bathroom going to the fridge things like this it's basically your non-exercise activities thermogenesis maybe that's what i can't i said can't remember but um Basically, as a footballer, you can actually get quite a high neat just through doing daily tasks alongside your football. So I try and keep my neat to an absolute minimum just because from the amount of calories that I want to be burning, I want basically like 99% of those calories to be burnt from football. That's utilizing and making the time that I have today the most efficient time I can. Because if I'm doing, let's say, 300 calories more of exercise from accidental activities then over time that compounds and that will become a higher risk to injuries because i'm doing much more than i would if i wasn't doing those things so i try and keep my meat to a minimum number 11 is time efficiency and management and that looks like something that val actually shared with me recently was a great app that it creates self-awareness of where you're spending most of your time. And this is something that I used to do manually. I'd write out um, like what I was spending most time on. You can probably even do it, you can do it with your screen time, actually. Uh, for me, that's not going to work because like I think like 90% or 70% of my screen time is like on good notes. And that's just because I have it um, on the background. But I could be doing all sorts of things on good notes. Uh, but yeah, creating that self-awareness of time efficiency to seeing you know how long are you spending on instagram how long are you spending on tiktok you shouldn't even have tiktok honestly i think that tiktok's so stupid because you're just gonna get addicted to it. i don't think anyone can even have a healthy relationship with tiktok the only time i have tiktok is on a sunday and that's because it's a rest day actually at the moment my rest day is on sunday but you know what i mean on a rest day that's when i can go on tiktok because i want to waste as much time as possible you can go listen to that rest episode if you want um but yeah, creating self-awareness. And actually, I can even just show you that or tell you the app um, right now. So it is called Work Hours. I would recommend anyone to download that and create that self-awareness of where you're spending your time. So you're tracking your time for wherever you spend X amount of time on this. Now you look back at your day and you think, wow, I spend a lot of time doing this. Maybe I should be doing this instead. Or maybe I should cut that down by 30 minutes. Maybe I should do more of this. Things like that. Just creating that self-awareness. Okay, uh, number 12, so embracing failure, self-explanatory, we've done the episode on it before, seek failure, seek discomfort, look for opportunities to where you can learn, simple. Number 13, uh, it is sculpting your circle, something that we have, I think it was even our first reel from the Sculpted Podcast, it's Charlie going through five people who you spend the most time with kick them out if they're not benefiting kick them out simple as that i think that's actually word for word um simple the people who you spend the most time around with are nurturing you and you will become the average of them if they're not benefiting you kick them out simple as that i also don't think i'm saying that right um benefiting i think that's the way um all right Seek knowledge. Simple. Always look to learn. It could be through this podcast. It could be through watching football. Actually, don't watch football. Be a student of football. We can even do an episode on that. I am a student of football. I hate watching football. Be a student of everything. Constantly seek knowledge. Okay. Number 15. 
communication and exercises where you are again putting yourself in a this in an uncomfortable situation so for me that looks like speaking to my coach after training when i really don't want to it looks like doing this podcast because i used to be really bad at speaking it's understanding how to articulate your words better something that i'm not great at but as i said even through this podcast i'm getting better at communication is important and it's actually an aspect of football that not not many people think about because sometimes you know you can rely on your agent or you can just neglect it but if you have the professionalism to speak to your coach after training to thank your coach for training to thank your coach for the season things like this these are small details that can actually help you build relationships with the right people therefore this is a skill that's invaluable that not many people think about so having a habit where you are you know nurturing this ability to speak with people in the right way that's important all right number 16 okay get it out of your comfort zone regularly kind of goes in with the seek failure but of course there are going to be a few things where we kind of go in and out of each other because there's a hundred of these and we're already 20 minutes in geez um simple we'll just leave it at that seek discomfort and get out of your comfort zone regularly that's actually even when i think about it right now that's so easy to say but you don't really do it too often and that's even a challenge for myself to do that more often so that's a good one Number 17, keep your things organized. If you look at my room right now, and I'm not going to show you it because that goes completely against what I've uh, written down here, but bed made. I'm not going to show you that right there. Okay, the, my, actually my room, so I leave to go back to Australia tomorrow. So my room is completely all over the place right now, but I do have a reason for that. And... Normally, my room looks very, very tidy. It looks very neat. Everything is in place. I don't believe that... Uh, people say like a clutter-free workspace is like a clear mind or something like that. I don't actually believe in that just because I've had times of my life where I'm very, very on top of things. And I've never been an untidy individual or a messy individual, but I've had times where it's like, oh, why? I'm not going to do that because the something I like to use as a marker in terms of where i want to distribute my time is the roi it's so, it's a business term but the return on investment if i'm doing the return on my investment of keeping my room tidy it is really low okay it's 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 a luxury to actually even have my room tidy so the roi on having your room tidy is low but that's why i don't believe in you know the cliche of I think it's like, as I said, I don't even really know what it is, but I think it's like a clutter-free workspace. It's like a mind, it's a clutter-free mind or something like that. I don't truly believe in that. I do like it in principle just because I like things being tidy, but I do think that it's a luxury having that. But I also think that it's a good thing. But I wouldn't prioritize it, although it is a good thing to have if you've got time. All right. Number 18 is setting boundaries. And that looks like, people inviting uh, okay actually i think the best way to describe this is the power of no and there's a video on that that i reposted on the sculpted podcast instagram recently and we'll play warren buffett once said really successful people say no to almost everything no is a strategic yes to say yes to what aligns with your goals you must say no to what doesn't no shows your conviction no is a decision that you want extraordinary results. No means you know what it takes to win. Say yes to yourself. And what that is, is the power of no is more powerful than the yes. And that looks like saying no to things where, it, whether it's your friend saying, oh, come, let's go to the party. Whether it's, do you want this drink of alcohol? No. Do you want to go party? No. Do you want to do this? No. The power of no, these boundaries. Me personally, I find a lot of power in saying no. I also kind of just like saying no just because it reinvigorates myself as a person where I'm, I'm, 
I'm kind of known for saying no almost. Like I, I like to be that boring guy and I'm completely okay with that. And that's kind of me. I wouldn't say that was always me. But I really wanted that to be me, so I did it. Boundaries. Reflection and tools where you're able to create self-awareness. So that is a habit that I have through the Sculptor Toolbox. If you don't have the Sculptor Toolbox, I would highly recommend getting that. That is the ultimate toolbox for creating self-awareness, accountability, actions. It's just going to be able to help you understand you so much more. It's going to be helping you to understand how you can start incorporating these habits into your life, how you can create self-awareness, techniques where, as I mentioned with the time distribution, these things are in the Sculpted Toolbox to help you. Get the Sculpted Toolbox. I'm telling you, you need that. Number 20 is feedback. Oh, I was about to say seek feedback. But feedback and looking for constructive criticism. Now, when I say constructive criticism, you just want to hear criticism. The way you hear it is going to determine how you interpret it. What do I mean by that? If I hear the coach say, okay, your left foot is horrible. I can hear that as I am horrible and my left foot is even worse. Or I can hear that as I need to work on my left foot because it's not as good as my right. The way you interpret it, is the is basically the way you hear it of course that makes sense but constructive criticism and criticism are basically the same thing it's just the way you hear it that's a better way of saying it again that is in the sculptor toolbox you need to get sculptor toolbox simple as that all right use challenges as an opportunity to grow so that's going into the seeking discomfort, the failure, things like this, using that and using it to propel yourself forwards. Again, it's a tool in the sculptor toolbox that you can use. Creating that accountability to actually write those things in the sculptor toolbox and get better for it, that's important. Okay, number 22. A growth mindset, that's a very important one. So... As I've said before in a previous episode, one of the first books that I read was uh, Growth Mindset by Carl Dweck. Now, this habit saying embrace a growth mindset, uh, very simple in principle, but you have to read the book first. Number 22 should just be read Growth Mindset by Carl Dweck. And then from there, once you've refined and gotten better 22 then becomes have Carl Dweck's principle of growth mindset in habit essentially all right practice empathy and having a high EOQ emotional intelligence I don't I think it's I don't even know but having a high emotional intelligence is very important now I think that that just creates self-awareness to see how fortunate you are as an individual. Also, understanding how you could use your circumstances to make you better off. I think that's very important. Also, understanding how other people see things from your perspective or their perspective. So, having a high EOQ can actually come through empathy. So, if I'm seeing a homeless person on the street and I'm thinking... Oh, they're the scum of the earth. And then I put myself in their shoes and I'm thinking, okay, well, it's it's a pretty unfortunate situation being homeless. Now, if I was homeless, what would I do? And I'd be thinking, well, I'd never, I'd never want to become homeless in the first place. And how would I make sure that doesn't happen? Well, this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. Now, putting yourself in their shoes... It gives you that perspective of how things are different and even it puts you in that perspective of how fortunate you are. Now, I think that the homeless option, like the homeless example was a horrible example, honestly, because there's a few things about homeless people that isn't down to them, whether it's a disability or things like that, but that's not the podcast episode, so we won't go into that. But empathy and things like that 
will help you with your emotional intelligence, which is a very important thing. All right. 24 is creating a strong network. Now, that ties into the friendship uh, circle, but more specifically with having a strong network, it's having people that you can call on outside of your friendship group, whether it's a nutritionist, whether it's a... Uh, I'd say a mental skills coach rather than a psychologist or a... What do you call it when you... A therapist, that's the one. I would say having a network of people, that's very important. Uh, obviously, my network is full of people. 18,000 of them, in fact, on LinkedIn. Now, that network, you should have as well. Generally speaking, if you don't have LinkedIn and you're not on LinkedIn, growing your network as a footballer, as a entrepreneur, as anyone, you are severely missing out. And a tribute to that is how I managed to get some brilliant, like some of the best guests in the world onto the podcast already. Like how many Premier League staff members have we had already it's crazy it is genuinely crazy and that's all through my linkedin network so that is 24 25 is focusing on one thing at a time now i'll be completely honest with you i actually do distribute my focus in different areas at the same time what that means is I'll watch like a YouTube video in the background whilst doing work. Now, the reason why I do that is because I find myself throughout the day doing very, very mundane work. And I found that the only way that I'll ever be able to consistently do that without having an extreme level of discipline, which I do have, but I also feel like if I was to maintain that extreme level of discipline throughout the day consistently, where it's I'm not watching YouTube at the same time or something like that, then I wouldn't be able to give that extreme level of discipline to other areas of life. So therefore, I have that substitute. But I do also, like for when I'm reading or for when I'm doing something where I really do need to focus, the podcast, for example. I mean, I'm not watching YouTube whilst doing this podcast, but having that focus on one thing at a time, that is important. And... That will be able to boost your productivity. It will be able to boost your discipline, things like this. Also, I'm just looking at the time. We're only halfway through the list. Sorry, we're a quarter way through the list and halfway through the episode. So therefore, I think we're going to do this in two different episodes. But actually, the next episode, I'll be back in Australia. That's kind of crazy to think about. Um, anyways, 26. Effective decision-making. So that only comes through poor decision-making, I believe. So you have to go through many, many poor decisions to understand what the right decision is. And so practicing effective decision-making, I would pin that down to practice making decisions on a daily basis, of which everyone has to do, but creating self-awareness of those decisions. So it's, okay... I had a piece of chocolate. Why? Why did I take that piece of chocolate? What? What was in high? What was enhancing, enticing? Enten yeah, I think that's the word. Enticing me to take that piece of chocolate. What was it? Why was it? Was it because it was just in the fridge? Was it because it was halfway open? Was it? Why? Why? Why was that the decision that I made? Was it good for me? Was it bad? Creating self awareness around every single decision. Okay, I went on TikTok. I went on Instagram for too long. Why did I go on there? Well, I had TikTok downloaded. Would I have gone on TikTok if I didn't have TikTok downloaded? No, I wouldn't have. De delete TikTok. Okay, well, I'm on Instagram. I was on it for an hour today. I still need Instagram, but I shouldn't be spending an hour on it. I need Instagram because I can need to communicate with people. Okay, what can I do? Okay, create a 15-minute time limit on Instagram. Done. Now you can get in your 15 minutes of scrolling. And if anyone needs to message you, they've had their time to message you. And once you ran out of your time limit, then you're not allowed back on it. And what I would do with that is get your friend to create your password so you don't know what your password is. Number 27, taking ownership for everything. So everything that happens to you, 
you need to take ownership for. Now, whether it's your fault, quote unquote, or whether it's not, you still take responsibility because it happened to you. Don't be a victim. I believe that I've said it before in a previous episode. There is a research on how playing the victim, whether whether you're right or whether you're wrong, playing the victim doesn't help you. It, it, it hinders you so much more. So even if you're in a worse-off situation, just believing that you're in that worse-off situation is going to make it actually worse. So take accountability for that situation. Use it and don't lose it. Take ownership for everything. Number 28 is learn from others. Success leaves clues. It's even just going through this podcast. You will find habits here that you can incorporate. Now, I'm not saying you should learn and incorporate every single one of these 100 habits. Don't do that. But incorporate, I don't know, a few, let's say. Okay, actually, this is important for the episode. Let's say, okay, I want you from this episode. Okay, yeah, let's just make this. Number 27, no, number 28, sorry, is take five habits, just five. Take five of these habits out of this 100. So that's that's literally a 20th of this list. Just take five that you think are the best and sh- and actually implement them in your day-to-day life for the next month. So today, the date is t- the 28th. Now, from the 1st of June to the 30th of June, I want you for every single day Two, go through your five habits that you've chosen from this list and actually reflect on them. Write down whether it's your morning routine, whether it's your reading, whether it's your avoiding multitasking, anything like this. I want you to write down in your journal the ways that you acted upon those habits every single day. So I want you on every single day in your journal to write down from one to five your habits and write down how you acted within those habits. That's actually in the Sculpted Journal, weirdly enough. That makes complete sense. So if you look at the Sculpted Journal, actually, I don't know if I even included it. I can't remember. But in my personal Sculpted Journal that I have, mine's a little bit different to the one that I um, have on Amazon. But if I am remembering right, there should be a habit part in the Sculpted Journal where you go through the habits that you have every single day and do that. Do that for the next month. Just five from this hundred list, from this hundred habit list. Just choose five. That's not much. As I said, it's one twentieth. There will be five in here that you can easily incorporate. Create that self-awareness. Start acting on them. That's what your homework is. 29. Okay, this one... For me, I don't, I, I haven't found this to serve me too much. I do it before I go to bed after my breathing practices. But throughout the day, again, it's kind of like meditation. I find that it's a, dis, uh, a disruptor in my time, but it might work for you. And this is, I, I've only found this out through experimenting. So practicing visualization throughout your day. It could be as when we had Dan Abrams on. Uh, it could be 15 minutes. That's 1% of your day. All you need to do. For me, I just do it before I go to bed, as I said. It kind of also helps me just to wind down a little bit. But visualizing, it is a proven method that can help you. Therefore, incorporate it. Find out when it works best for you, whether it's as soon as you wake up, as soon as you eat lunch, habit stacking, things like this. If you haven't read... uh. Atomic Habits, that's the book. If you haven't read Atomic Habits, you're really missing out. That That's a brilliant book. So definitely read that if you want to learn about how to actually implement these habits as well. So that is 29. Number 30 is... This goes into your journal. So track your metrics. So... In your journal, as I mentioned, you can have all those different things. Now, in my journal and in the Sculpted Journal, you can track metrics. Now, what I mean by that is just pure data. 
Now, in my personal journal, I have my data that I have in Whoop. So it's my recovery score, it's my strain, it's things like this. And then having a weekly review where I can go through that data. And then a monthly review where I can see that data. And then my yearly review when I can see my habits and the days where I, you know, I might steer off from the plan. And typically that's that's a sun, uh, Saturday for me, sorry. And I can see that. And I can see, okay, well, why is a Saturday often my worst day in the week? Why is that? Why is Monday my best? Why is Saturday my worst? Okay. I'll notice that. Creating the awareness of metrics is important. Do that in your journal. Number 31 is uh, it's embracing the, the whole perspective of sculpting. So when it comes to sculpting, understanding that you can sculpt yourself. I mean, this might even be a foreign practice to you that's you you can sculpt yourself you really can improve yourself by the smallest margins every single day you can become a better individual at whatever you do so try and sculpt yourself on a on a daily basis it, it starts with these habits habits can start sculpting yourself it's, it's it's quite a simple practice to do in in theory but also in in practice i guess to repeat that word you just have to learn how to do it. You have to learn how to execute it. And that comes through repetition and through habit itself. Practicing execution of the habits. That's how you start. Number 32 is spending time with your family. Now, that's an important one because family, you only get one family, right? Now, your family should be there for you no matter what and that they will be so therefore you've got to spend time with them and the return on investment in your family is the highest right you have to spend time with your family simple uh number 33 so stress management that's something that you i would say there's two ways of approaching it i'd say stress management should be managing your stress in the moment so that could be through breathing exercises. If you've got WHOOP, you'd know about your stre uh, your stress monitor. Going through ways to manage your stress in the moment is important. But I would say the most important stress management is actually putting stress upon yourself every single day purposely. What that could look like is giving yourself a to-do list of 50 things and you need to complete every single one of them before you go to sleep. That's going to be a stressful day for you. And you better be able to complete it. Because if you're not, there's someone who else who, who is doing that. Someone else who is doing those 50 things. And they're getting ahead of you. They're better at dealing with stress. Attack the stress. Alright. Number 34. Is reviewing your goals. And that goes through the journal again. I'd say that in the journal, in the sculpted journal, you're ticking off so many habits just within that. And the sculpted toolbox, there's so many habits in there that you're not leaving any chances to chance. You're not leaving any stone unturned. You have to be going through your goals, your daily goals. You have to be reviewing them because at the end of the day, as I've mentioned just before, the, the big picture is made up by a million small little goals. So you have to pay attention in detail to every single one of those goals. Review them every single day in your journal. It's, it's there for you. Number 35 is... Look for new ways of doing things. So that looks like if you're doing the same training session every single day, the word insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Therefore, you have to adapt and you have to change. So always look to start changing things, whether it's by the smallest detail and starting to change it to a bigger detail always look to refine and sculpt that's quite simple so that's number 35 number 36 is obsession it's obsessed over the smallest details because when you start leaving stones unturned then you're being okay with not 
with not going through certain aspects. Now, if you're not okay with going through every single aspect, then how can you expect to become the best in the world at whatever you want to do? It's not possible because there's someone, as I said, there's someone doing more than you. And that person is not leaving things up to chance. They're failing more than you. And they've already learned two months ago the best way of doing it whilst you're still there doing the same thing over and over again. Or by this time, you probably just stopped. They're ahead. And they've been doing that for a long, long time. They're doing it more than you. Therefore, they're going to be ahead of you. They're not leaving things to chance. Number 37. It goes into the kind of picture that I had just just now, where it's that big goal, breaking it into those millions of little goals. So understanding that that big picture is only made up by the small pictures. So, yeah, breaking those bigger pictures into the smaller pictures and that could be literally just an exercise as simple as that just drawing let's say a big circle and in the let's say around the circle it says your ultimate goal and then inside that circle you've got a thousand just little squares and you've got goals inside of every single one of those squares and that makes up that big picture see it as a computer screen pixels if i was to zoom in with like an insane camera right now to look at the pixels on my computer screen I would be able to see every single little pixel it's like that I see a functioning computer screen but underneath that there's millions of little pixels that make it up it's the same it's the same as goals okay that is number 37 so now number 38 is discipline now Discipline is a massive topic, but discipline comes through doing the small things well. And I would say, do the easy things, do the basics at 100%. Everything else will start to flow. Everything else will start to hop on that flywheel. You get that momentum. So it starts off doing the small things well. Have the five habits that you have every single day, if you can't do five little habits every single day, you are so undisciplined, it's crazy. If you can't do five in a month for 30 days, if you can't do five things, what's that? Five times 30. It's probably like 150, right? I'm testing my maths. Five times 30. Please be right. Thank goodness. If you can't do 150 small little things over 30 days, wow. I'm questioning a lot of things from you. You can do that. You can do that. That's so easy. It's crazy. Do that. You'll be able to do a lot more through discipline now. Okay? Fostering that discipline. That's what you need. Number 39 is taking pride in whatever you do whatever you do is a representation of you whether it's your apartment how clean is your apartment that's a representation of you now as i mentioned with the roi on your apartment whether it's a beneficial thing to have your apartment reflecting you in a good way or not that's completely up to you for me whether my apartment's the most messy thing in the world or it's the cleanest thing in the world, the ROI on that is quite low because no one's actually critiquing my apartment. No one, I don't need a, a clean apartment to live too efficiently. If my clothes are in a, in a bunch or if they're in a mess or if they're clean or in a nice pile, that's only going to really save me a few seconds every single day. Therefore, my ROI on my apartment is quite low, but for you, it might be quite high. All right? if, your apart, if, your, if your room isn't clean, you can't go to sports that 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 weekend or whatever you can't do this because your parents so taking pride in your work and whatever you're doing whether it's your warm-up or team training being the best at team training just in your warm-up that's important it's taking pride in everything that you do because everything is a reflection of you okay number 40 is this ties in with okay a lot of these things will tie in with a lot of things at the end of the day you know it's it's all very similar And at the end of the day, it is just sculpting yourself. So look for feedback and strive for improvement. So what you do with that feedback, and I mentioned to seek that feedback, but in the sculpted toolbox, 
you're actually going to use that feedback to schedule a training session to identify areas of which you need to implement and practice and develop more so again i would just say that can just be tied in with actually utilizing the sculpted journal for action that's in there that is in there 100 percent. and now 41 so problem solving i think that in my education at school, I was very fortunate to have a very problem-solving uh, education in maths, in that aspect, where when you're in a higher maths class, I think we're even just rather than doing maths questions, I think we'd even sometimes just do problem-solving questions. And I think problem-solving is a very important one because it's, it's a very important skill to have. And it's something that I have had to have in my time in Germany because even when I'm thinking about my hotels and how I'm going to stay there and how I'm going to do this. And I've had no help. Obviously that I could have had help if I wanted it, but because I'm an individual who takes absolute responsibility and accountability for everything that they do, I did this all myself. And if I didn't have these problem solving skills where I was able to understand, you know, how many, how many apples did Billy take from the carton on Tuesday when there were only three there, but how come there's 42 in his back pocket? Some stupid question like that. If you're able to actually understand the problem-solving skills and, and attributes necessary to start, you know, solving these problems, then you, if you if you're able to do that, you're going to be in a better place for doing it because it's a it's a life skill, and this has helped me in my career quite substantially. And it's something that I don't think about too much, but when I when I when I reflect on it now, thinking about all these different things and thinking, wow, I've actually done that like quite smart. Being smart, working smarter and harder. Problem solving goes into that. And I think that even a good way of doing problem solving, something that I did instead of reading a book every month for the first four months of this year was doing problem solving tasks. So it was, I learned chess for the first two months. I then, uh, what did I do after that? I think it was a, a board game that I then learned. And th there were a few different ways of where I was able to do problem solving skills instead of reading a book, because I found that problem solving and those types of education was very, very important. Number 42, stay adaptable. So that is looking at, as a cleaner, you have to be adaptable. And for me, that's, that's every single day, I have to adapt to my situation. I have to adapt to tomorrow, I'm flying out. Okay, well, if I don't train tomorrow, and I, it's a Monday that I leave. And I don't train tomorrow. That means when I arrive in Australia, it's going to be a Wednesday. And if I don't train on that Wednesday, that means I've had three rest days. That's not good. So what I have to do is I have to adapt to that. I'm going to train tomorrow morning before I go. And when I get back into Sydney on Wednesday, I'm going to train. So what that means is that my rest day was on Tuesday. So I've adapted quite well to my situation then. Now, typically my rest day would be on the Sunday. But you know what? I'm going to have to train that Monday as well. I'm going to also have to train that Sunday. So, okay, now I've got Tuesday off. Wednesday train, Thursday train, Friday train, Saturday train, Sunday rest. I've adapted quite well. Now that's quite a easy, let's say, example. There's going to be much, much harder examples to adjust to, but that's what it is in practice and principle. Adjust. You have to be adaptable. Okay. Invest your money into areas of which you aren't necessarily seeing the desired accountability. What I mean by that? If you're not taking your recovery seriously, invest in Whoop. If you're not taking your education seriously, Invest in some books. If you're not taking your if you're if you're not taking your mindset and your mental game seriously, invest in the sculpted journal. Invest in the sculpted toolbox. Because you spent your money in a certain area, you are more accountable for using that now. Because you don't want to waste your money. If you invest five hundred dollars into something, you'll be you'll be pretty annoyed if that five hundred dollars doesn't give you a return. Therefore, if you don't do if you spend $500 and you don't give any attention back to it, then you've just wasted $500. So if you're able to invest things, invest your money into things, 
there is a forced accountability there because you don't want to be ripped off. You will use it more. Number 45 is take rest days. You know the episode. I hope that you've listened to it. If you haven't, you need to listen to that because you need to take rest days. Simple as that. Take rest days. That's number 45. Okay. Number 46 is the pri... Ooh, that's a difficult word for me to pronounce. Prioritization of tasks. Now, that looks like in your day, that's learning from how you work best. So if you get all of the hard stuff done in the day first, then the rest of the day, you can relax a little bit more. You can you can still do the things that you need to do in the rest of the day. But once you've got those hard things done, then it's much easier for you to do the rest because you've got that momentum. Now, if you used to do it the other way around, that might not work for you. So prioritizing your tasks of which benefit you the most, that's how you can get the most out of your day. That's how you can be most efficient. Something that I did, oh, this would have been early 2022 when I was creating my journal. No, it must have been late 2021. I went through my journal every single day of 2021 and found out how many tasks I had on my to-do list and how many of them I actually completed. So I think I had, it was probably like 16 on average. This is just an example. I don't know what it was, but let's say I had 16 things on my to-do list every single day and I only completed eight of them and four I actually finished. Therefore, on my 2022 journal, I had a must complete of four and to work on an additional four. And then underneath that, I had a two of just to do just to create that self-awareness of I need to do them. If I get them done, great. If not, I can do them tomorrow. That's what I found out works for me the best. Just doing four musts. Must do these four. Underneath, I can work on them, but I don't need to complete them. And then the two underneath that is if I get to them, great. If not, push them to tomorrow, push them to next week. Those aren't too important right now. Prioritizing it, finding what works best for you. Okay. Efficient communication. That goes with the previous point. But what we can tie that into is making every single interaction you have a purposeful interaction. Whether it's with your mum, whether it's with your dad, making it positive so that it's it, it's it actually ties in with that reference of Kobe Bryant where everything around you is your environment and it's your library to make you a better person of where you want to go. So whether it's speaking to your mum and that goal of the the conversation to be okay mom can we get to training 20 minutes earlier for the next month because i want to work on this having purpose behind everything the world is your library use it use every conversation to benefit where you want to go whether it's the most unimportant conversation unimportant yeah sorry guys my english is not great (laughs) it's something i need to work on um whether it's the most, the smallest conversation where it's not influential at all, just just even in your head after, just think, why did I have that conversation? Well, maybe in two months' time when I speak with my mum again, she'll be more happy because I had this conversation now and maybe when I try and convince her about getting to training earlier in, in, in a month's time, then she'll be able to do it. That actually can work. Sculpting yourself with the smallest of details. Conversation. Okay, number 48. Okay, this is a bit of a difficult one to explain because some people might not have ever been here, but speaking with your family about how they shouldn't understand you and that's how it should be is important. That's something that I've had to kind of reiterate to my family. is like, they will never understand me but I don't expect them to because if they if they did understand me then I'd be actually a little bit worried because then it means that they understand what I'm doing and unless they've been through what I've gone through they shouldn't understand it they shouldn't understand what becoming the best footballer in the world undertakes that if anything they should be saying everything I'm doing is wrong and that's basically what they they haven't been doing that maybe previously they have 
But now it's at the point where I'm like, no, I want you to not understand what I'm doing. Because if you did understand it, you're coming from an aspect where you're thinking everyone is normal and everyone should be doing the same thing. Well, sure, if that's what you want to do, but for becoming the best football in the world, you need to be doing the exact opposite of whatever everyone's doing. So I don't want my family to understand what I'm doing. So having that um, understanding with your family of they shouldn't understand what you're doing and that's how it should be. So getting your family on board with what you're doing and that comes through as even just the, the last conversation, having that understanding with your family and building up those purposeful conversations, that's an important uh, habit and a important just structure to have. Number 49 is regular assessments. Now, that is, again, in the sculpted toolbox. So I'm not going to go too too in-depth into that because if you want to create self-awareness and if you want to create regular assessments of where you are, then it's all in the sculpted toolbox for you. That is number 49. And number 50 is align with your values every single day. The Sculpted Podcast, the logo, as I've said time and time again, the three pillars, professionalism, dedication, and effort, align with your three pillars every single day. Those are, those are my three pillars. You need to align with your three pillars every single day. Write it down in your journal. That's what's in the Sculpted Journal as well. That is a habit in itself, aligning with your values, whether it's, okay, for me, my professionalism, I get the training, I'm the first one there, and I'm the last one out. Great, professionalism. Dedication. Again, first in, last out. Okay, let's say professionalism, that goes into dedication. Let's say the professionalism is I'm shaking my coach's hand, I'm looking him in the eyes, I'm giving him absolute attention when he's doing the video sessions, I'm giving him absolute attention when we're in training. I'm asking him how I could have done things better, things like this, professionalism, dedication, already ticked off, two off, effort. Now in training, I'm giving 100%. In my extras, I'm giving 100%. When I'm doing work outside of football, I'm giving 100% in that. Staying in a line with your values every single day. Very important. And that's what you can do in the sculpted, tool, in the sculpted journal. Sorry. Anyways, guys. Uh, it's about an hour in now. So we're, we've ticked off number 50. And what we'll do is for the next 50, we'll do maybe in two weeks' time or maybe even... Actually, yeah, let's go, let's try in, in two weeks' time or a month. And what what we want from today's episode is from the 100, from the 50 habits here, just take five. Okay, now this is a tenth of them. So take five. And if we're able to get this episode up, uh, the next episode up in two weeks, next week, whatever it is, Choose, choose another five for that next month. So what we'll do, because we went so over time, just choose five from today. Take it for the next month. If you can't do five, then seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning you as a whole person because if you can't do five things every single day, just five small things to make yourself a better person, then I'm questioning you. You probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. So if you can't do five, then probably just stop listening to the podcast, honestly. Choose five. Do them every single day. Write them in your journal. Get the sculpted pod, uh, get the sculpted journal, right? A lot of the, the things that you can start ticking off in the journal, you could literally just do in the journal itself, right? If you want to tick off five, I think that there'd probably be at least 15 things from this, this habit list of the 50 that are in the sculpted journal. And then an additional 15 probably in the sculpted toolbox. So if you get those two things right now, they're both, they're both on Amazon for PDF downloads. They're, they're not too expensive uh, from a PDF perspective. So if you get those two, you're ticking off about 30 habits very, very easily. 15 every single day from the journal. And then every two days, you'll be able to tick off one or two from the sculpt toolbox. Very, very simple. If you get that, you're done. Sculpting yourself every single day to become a better person. Anyways, guys. I really hope that you can take some value from this episode, from the 50 habits that are here and the coming 50 in the next episode. I want you to take action because it's all well and good listening to this podcast, but you're not doing anything if you're not taking action. 
and you're not going to see any actual results if you don't take action. So reiterating that, take action, stay accountable. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of Sculpted Podcast. Hopefully we'll see you on the next episode of the next 15. And we'll catch you later. I'll be in Australia next time, actually. So see you then.